Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. I am Lee. I'm Eddie. This is episode 12, season 2. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Episode 12. I know, right? Wow. I know. Season 2. I know. What are we doing? I don't know. Guess what we're doing today. Tell me. We're going to be talking about some great films we've been to see. A little bit of Marvel versus DC. Uh, We're going to be talking about The Picture of Dorian Gray. Fantastic. Heard it's great. Never read it. Right? Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be getting Oscar Wilde. Oh, I like that. That was great. (laughs) Right? And, uh, And we're going to be talking a little bit about universes gonna get epic it's gonna get it's gonna get esoteric up in right, here right <laughs> right galactic whoa it's deep yeah you said it would never happen but it's here to stay sexy or scary this week you went to see a very exciting new film i did Tell me about it. So I went to see Wonder Woman. What? Mm -hmm. I'm not someone that grew up reading comics Mm -hmm, or anything like mm -hmm. that. So I just went and saw it as a standalone kind of thing. Yeah. And I loved it. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about Wonder Woman. Okay. So Wonder Woman grows up in this island that's separate from mankind. Yeah. So she grows up in Themyscira. She's like the princess, Princess Diana of the island. Wait, she's Princess Di. She's Princess Diana. <laughs> she's Lady Di. She's Lady Di, yeah. Okay. Would you say that she's a bit like a candle in the wind? She's a candle in the wind. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, so she grows up on this island. She's the only child on the island of um, female Amazons, right? Okay. So they have this backstory, how they had this, you know, epic fight with mm-hmm. Ares. And then Zeus was able to like shoot down Ares, but it didn't kill him. It just kind of maybe injured him for a while. And right. then one day Ares would be back. And right. so the Amazons are just preparing for this day. So they just fight all the time. There was like, I think that was my favorite part right. of the whole film. I guess like maybe like the first third takes part just on this island and it's just fighting it's just fighting like horseback fighting lots of archery and that's like ideal really hand-to-hand combat and you've got this little princess diana running around being like i want to be an amazon <laughs> you know and she's like the only kid running around this island and everyone loves her but her mom is really hesitant to let her train oh what yeah so she's very protective of her doesn't you know doesn't want her to get involved i feel like that's such a plot line in movies where you've got the like you know fighting family who doesn't who maybe has a secret that they don't tell their child or they you know never let they don't like let their child train at the same age as other kind of children in that traditional like fighting thing and then shit hits the fan and the kid's not ready yeah yeah, you know what i mean it's such a thing yeah so the auntie of princess diana Mm -hmm. she's secretly been training her because she's like she's like i don't know what she is but she's like the general or the head of the army so she's She's like the the best fighter yes she's the qui-gon Jin of that situation you know what i'm saying and she's been training this kid up and then there comes a point where mom's like okay let her train and, and that's when it gets like shit good it's so good like the the, the scenes of her fighting and she also yeah. has like superpowers which i didn't know Sick. so yeah, yeah, she she's can like bulletproof. Um, yeah she's bulletproof she can catch bullets with her hand and like that's she can cool. do this thing where she goes like deal or no deal and <laughs> big. so just for anyone who doesn't watch a lot of daytime tv we're talking about putting one's arms in a cross shape yeah and then that like blows out a big force field yeah anyway so it's awesome but then there comes a time when um 
this guy somehow finds his way into the island and then so all he's just of these, some guy just some guy but he's really cool i like his character a lot he's the i guess the other main character yep and let me say there's not going to be any spoiler warnings but the, wait there, there'll be no warnings or no spoiler no spoiler right no okay. spoiler warnings <clears throat> but then it, it's set in it's like a it's set in real time so it's like set right. during, during the great war which i guess we later refer to as world war one yeah so the german army follows this guy in who's a spy and <gasps> then the amazons have to have this epic beach fight where they have Whoa. to kill all these german soldiers dang and then princess diana sees all of this and she's like so she's so pure of heart you right know? she's okay. like we exist to fight this kind of evil that's where our role is <gasps> and then Mum's like no we can't like I don't want you getting in any kind of danger and Princess Diana's like I'm leaving oh my god so she does like a full like Captain America I haven't seen it but is that similar well I mean because like Captain America's whole thing is that he's just like you know freedom human rights these are really important integral things and he like keeps trying to sign up for the army during World War Two because right. he really believes in in, in you know protecting people yeah but he can't because he's like a piss weed and then he like gets turned into a super soldier blah 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 right. but the whole thing is that like he's so like pure of heart that he's the perfect person to turn into a super soldier because he would never use his like powers to like oppress people is yes. i guess the thing yeah right. so she's like yeah it sounds similarly that she's like this kind of yeah I'm, i mean maybe like superman is a good another good example yeah. just yeah. like the kind of Maybe even a better example, the outsider who comes in and really just wants to protect these people. Yeah. yeah. But she has to go on this sort of like learning journey that people aren't Ugh. just good or bad and she doesn't quite she doesn't quite understand it. There's so many endearing moments where oh, she doesn't. No. So she goes with this guy into the world and she, she there's all these like learning fumbles and whatnot because right, she doesn't right. understand how she's to be like, living in the human world. She's like, what's ambiguity? We don't have any of that. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, she kind of has to figure out that people are good and bad and oh, it's just no. a journey in that sense. But there's... So so what you're saying is that the true evil is binary. Exactly. <laughs> there were so many epic fight scenes. There were so yes. many um, endearing scenes with Wonder Woman when she was learning how to like live in the world. I would highly recommend it. Five out of five. Wow. Mm. Amazing. I also went to the movies mm-hmm. because, you know, I saw on your Instagram that you were at the movies and I was like, well, I can too. You saw it on my Instagram? No. Okay. I'm joking. I don't actually like... <laughs> follow you on social media obsessively or anything like that. Does that that. mean you do? I definitely do. Okay. So anyway, I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this week. And quick question. Yes. I've noticed in different promo shots, some of it is in cartoon and some of it is real people. Incorrect. Okay. So they're just two different films. I don't. I'm confused. Is that right? What is this cartoon? Maybe it's like a kid's cartoon that I've been thinking is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my gosh. Is this... Legend of the Guardians? Yes, it right. is. Right, yep. so do you know what's really hilarious about Legend of the Guardians? Uh, when Guardians of the Galaxy first premiered, there was a cinema that accidentally played Legend of the Guardians. So I'm not the only person right? you're making not the this only person. Yep. So you're not alone. Good. They did it like twice in a row. They were like, oh, whoops, whoops, whoops. Okay, we've got it now. <laughs> it played oh, Legend of the Guardians. This is, you said to me the other day, you, did you want to see it? And I was like, nah, I don't really like kids' films. That's why I said no. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. No, it's it's like a sci-fi action yeah, film. Yeah, right. That yeah. makes much more sense. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, another installment in the Marvel universe. It follows the Guardians of the Galaxy coming on from their last episode. I think the thing that I really like about 
this one is that there's even though it's still about Peter Quill there is more of a focus on the other characters and their backstories and what superhero is Peter Quill so Peter Quill is this like kid who was abducted by aliens when he was maybe like 11 mm-hmm. and he was like abducted by these like dodgy like I guess they're like space pirates kind of thing and he was like raised by them surrogate dad who was like the space pirate who like abducted him was like you know every time they like run into each other in the first film well I was really nice to you I I stopped everyone from eating you (laughs) Peter Quill's like that is not reasonable people don't just eat people like but yeah so it kind of follows on from the earlier film all of the threads that were started there about who is Peter Quill's dad because we know that he's not from earth and yeah, got some got some great shit going on. I just think there was bigger expansion on Gamora and Nebula's relationship, which I thought was really great. That'll make sense to people who've seen the films. I'll just leave it there. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just let it rest there. Plus there's Baby Groot, which I know a lot of people are tired of Baby Groot, and I'm pretty tired of Baby Groot as well. Like I was like, I love this, but all right, go back to regular Groot. He's like a big tree guy. Right. He only says, I am Groot. Right. And he's played by Vin Diesel, who records all of them in different voices and stuff. Like he'll be like, I am Groot. And then like, I am Groot. Right. Like, so he yeah. is like really, really into it. And I love Vin Diesel. I like, I love how nerdy Vin Diesel is. If you ever want to watch a Dungeons and Dragons campaign being played, I very much recommend D and Diesel, which is Vin Diesel and a bunch of people playing Dungeons and Dragons. Why not? Check it out. Right. And while yeah. you're there, you can check out our channel on YouTube, which is Crime Time Podcast. Got some uh, funny videos on there. Yeah. So did you love it? How many stars? I did. I reckon I'd give it five. Wow. Yes. And the only reason I would take off a star is for it being too heart-wrenching. Right. You know when you've had these characters that you have grown to love and then there's a particular event, which I'm not going to spoil, but that is really well done. Yeah. It's really, it makes a lot of sense. It's not just some kind of gratuitous moment it's like Bambi's mum right exactly exactly so a Bambi's mum type situation Mm -hmm. occurred and similarly I feel like I could give Bambi a star off for for Bambi's mum die we're putting you through that right exactly (laughs) yeah but then it's got like a good um after credits reel so I had like time to recover you know like dab my eyes the lights came up and I was like I'm not crying you're crying So we both saw films we'd highly recommend, Mm. Wonder Woman and... Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Check it out. Get on it. Now, I heard a rumour that we're going to get a bit wild up in here. We are going to (laughs) get Oscar Wilde. (laughs) So I think everybody knows that I love to read things that were written before... The 20th century. Mm-hmm. I have problems. It, it's, it's, it's true. You're just a classical kind of guy. <laughs> Classic Eddie. <laughs> so I, I, I hear that this is such a, like, such a quintessential novel. It is. Sadly, I haven't read it, but you're about to take us on a journey. I'm about to take you on a journey. Buckle up. The Picture of Dorian Gray was written in, I think, the 18... 18- 50s. Shit, that is old. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been later, like 1870s maybe. Who knows? Let's have a look in the front here. It's 
never going to tell me. Anyway, mid-19th century. Mid to late. Right. We'll, we'll call it even. Um, <laughs> even Stevens. Even Stevens. So, basically, Dorian Gray, he's this young, socialite, kind of, you know, middle class ingenue, might be the word. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks he's great. He, like, I don't know. He's just vivacious. And the narrator is like, oh, this Dorian Gray, what a figure. And then one day he's, like, getting his portrait painted and he's like, oh, you know, he, he's like so vain. He's like, I, you know, I wish that this portrait would age instead of me. Oh. And as the book progresses, Dorian Gray gets more and more sort of, I guess, unhinged. Right. He becomes this really brooding, quite spiteful, manipulative kind of person. People really gravitate towards him. But then... Yeah, he's not kind. There's right. something yep. quite, you know, twisted and bitter within him. Yeah. And as the years progress, Dorian Gray doesn't seem to. You were doing a great job of not giving anything away, but really pulling me in here. Yeah. yeah. There are twists, there are turns, there's drama, there's horror, maybe the supernatural, maybe, you know, maybe some murder, intrigue. All sorts. How have I not read this book? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I'll read it to you sometime. I'll just be like, by your bedside. I would love that. Once upon a time. (laughs) I would love... (laughs) Uh, You know, I I listen to audiobooks because I love being read to. Right. It's a childhood thing. Right. Okay. Well, now I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) I made it it weird. Wow. That sounds amazing. So how old were you when you first read that book? Oh, it's probably... 19 18 that Mm. kind of age and was it impacting on you at the time yeah i mean so something that is interesting about the picture of dorian gray is it was actually used as evidence in oscar wilde's trial for homosexuality wow so it's got these like really intense bubbling themes kind of running through it and i think for me as a young person like really encountering metaphor in horror mm. and in literature in in that way that's so yeah I guess it's just really complex there's a lot of layers to it there's a lot of you can kind of read Oscar Wilde's own confusion his own pain his own conflict with the outside world yeah and this kind of descent into bitterness and into manipulation and into these sorts of things and what does that mean? Wow. You know, mm. so yeah, so you've got what's written on the page, but what you know is actually happening yeah. in the world at that moment. So obviously, he's held up and and celebrated as a gay writer. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really occur to me that at that time that would be a, a crime. I guess what we yeah. say. But I know this is diverging a little bit from the mm-hmm. book. But mm-hmm. do we know what happened with that trial? So Oscar Wilde was convicted and he was sentenced to hard labor. Wow, which is yeah, really intense. Wow. I feel like, you know, there are so many of these icons who have had such tragic ends, like, you know, Alan Turing is another example. But I think that the really wonderful thing is that history is now beginning to recognize those figures for them as whole people, Mm -hmm. not trying to hide everything about them. And I think also there is a, there is hope to be had there because his books weren't destroyed. His work has never been hidden away. And I think that, you know, we can read it now. And somewhere, Oscar Wilde is rocking out. Yeah, he's just <laughs> loving it. Because, 
you know his um his uh grave is covered in smooches i did not know that yeah so it's, it's in paris i think yeah. and it's just covered in lipstick smooches and there were so many that it was like degrading the like whoa stone on his <laughs> On his um like mausoleum, I guess. So they had to put up these like big barriers to stop people smooching <laughs> his tombstone. I would love to see right? that. Right? Yeah. Okay, maybe one day we should go there. Yeah, we'll go and smooch Oscar Wilde's grave. Alright, it's a deal. Guys, if you have visited Oscar Wilde's tomb and if you've smooched it, let us know. Extra points if you've smooched it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was thinking about this, you know, this week I went to go see a Marvel film, you went to go see a DC film, and a lot of these films exist in larger universes. Well, that's what occurred to me when I was watching Wonder Woman, because I won't give it away, but she received a letter from Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, Wayne Enterprise is actually in the same world as Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's really interesting. And also... Can't believe you just gave away that Bruce Wayne is Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at your face being like, what spoiler did I just give away? (laughs) Oh, Sorry, sorry, Eddie, but it's true. We had to tell you at some point. (sighs) Next thing you'll be saying something ridiculous like Clark Kent is Superman. (laughs) Absurd. The man has glasses, Lee. That's a very good point. Thank you. Carry on. They live in the same universe. Yeah, and I really love this, especially, I especially love it when an author does this. Oh, it's my fave thing. Because you get this kind of little, I don't know, it's like a little elbow jab, like, hey, hey, we've all read the same book. It's like you and the writer are sharing an inside joke. Right? Yeah, like I was reading, what is it, the Stephen King, Rose Matter. Rose Matter, yeah. And she's just like, in the regular course of her day, she's like talking about how she reads these books about misery. Yeah. And... You're like, oh my God, that's the same guy from Misery. Like, that's his actual book. So here we are. We're in the same universe yeah, as that. I love it. He does it, he does it quite often. Not often, but every now and then Ooh. he'll chuck in a... I can't remember what the writer's name is, but um, mm. the writer that wrote the books, Misery. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. I saw this YouTube video. I think it's been debunked as a joke, but I wish it wasn't. It was like a woman going into a bookshop um, uh-huh. pretending to be the woman that Kathy Bates plays right. in the Misery right. movie yeah. slash book, um, demanding the new Misery writer <laughs> book. <laughs> this is a bit confusing because I can't think of the name, but she's just like getting more and more and more right. intense asking for this particular author's book. I think it's a joke no. though, but I'll chuck it up on our Twitter. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I think that the really extreme version of that is uh, Jasper Ford, mm-hmm. who I absolutely love, and he writes about books. So all of his kind of detective drama stuff happens in and outside of books. So, you know, you'll have these actual book characters like Miss Havisham being like this, like, fast-talking, swearing, like, speeding, you know, gumshoe. But it's literally Miss Havisham. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I just love uh, an interconnected universe. I, I think it's especially great when you've got, like, crossover episodes of things yeah the x-files is like has like an episode where it's like cops and you're like like cops the tv show oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they had one of those and yeah. then you get this kind of it put it centers it more in the real world yeah, i think right yeah. i think cartoons do that don't they like sometimes like family guy and whatever i don't really watch those shows but they have like yeah. crossover characters it's just interesting it kind of knits things together yeah it gives the it gives you a different experience as a watcher or a reader i think yeah 
So any authors who are listening, remember to put those Easter eggs in because we love them. We love them. (laughs) So, Eddie, are there any books that you're reading over the next week or so that people should be watching out for? Okay, I'll go first. All right, go. Okay. Uh, So we both have a copy of Death Message by Kate London. Uh, Yeah, I'm really excited about this. We've got October 1987, the morning after the great storm. 15-year-old Tanya Mills walks out her front door and disappears. Love it. I love a good disappearing novel. Yeah. Right? And then we've got 27 years later. So, I, you know, oh, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about a then and yep. now. We love a good then and now. That's what really pulled me in. I'm also reading Paul Tremblay's The Disappearance at Devil's Rock. Hello. You remember that we interviewed him about a year ago when he yeah. wrote A Head Full of Ghosts. Right. This is his follow-up. It's a bit. It's been out for a while, but, you know. <sighs> I can't get to everything. I can't get to everything. (laughs) But, yeah, got that happening. Yeah, living the dream. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we're coming to the end of the episode. And there's a few things that I promised. Go on. That is the return of Sexy or Scary. So, Lee, I would like to pose to you aliens. (sighs) Sexy or scary? My intuitive response scary they're not sexy at all i can't think of one sexy alien all i can think of is like aliens up in the spaceship like abducting people and Mm -hmm, being creepy mm -hmm. with medical experiments yeah very unsexy to me agree (laughs) (laughs) i think that's it oh i mean like superman was an alien wasn't right yeah i don't find him particularly sexy but i think lots of people would yeah but I'm going to go, I'm going to go scary. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting because you've got these depictions of aliens and, you know, like these extraterrestrials and they're often very humanoid. Yeah. You know, with some obvious exceptions, but I think it's really interesting because for me, I feel like if there were an extraterrestrial being, maybe we wouldn't even be able to fathom what that would look like. This is my theory as well. Yeah. I think if there were aliens, it would be so outside the realm of what we could imagine or know that we wouldn't, mm. we wouldn't be able to describe it. Yeah, like that film, Arrival. Arrival, yeah. You know, you've got these weird, weird aliens with a completely, oh, just like... Their bodies weren't constructed in ways that we would yeah, generally consider yeah. bodies and, to be. Yeah. And their conception of even the passage of time was yeah. different. And that's the kind of thing that I think of. I don't know. There was this great Vine before Vine, you know, Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just this like young woman being like, oh, you know, Mr. President, you know, the aliens have arrived in Washington. And then, you know, she like cuts to being the president and she's like, right. Um, and do the girl aliens have titties? <laughs> <laughs> like the like do the girl aliens have titties and it's just like that's kind of how i feel about a lot of depictions of aliens yeah. in cinema like yeah. you know they're either these like monsters that just kill everything or they're like sexy space babes yeah. <laughs> just like it's like that's why sci-fi to me is so amazing because it's just a, we we can't even imagine like there's things that we can't even imagine yeah. that yeah. get ridden yeah yeah absolutely like if you think about Total Recall, mm. like they were like, yeah, yeah. aliens, <laughs> three boobs. Yeah. That's it. That's it right there. We've hit the Script nail on done. the head. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's over. <laughs> done and dusted. Great work, team. Everyone can go home. <laughs> well, on that note, we're also going to go home. Yeah. Uh, we are Lee and Eddie. This is Crime Time Podcast. You can check us out in a variety of places. Yeah, you can contact us on Twitter at Crime Time Pod. 
We're on Instagram, Crime Time Podcast. You can uh, leave us some stars or reviews on iTunes if you love us. That's a great way to uh, promote our podcast. Yeah. You can check out our website, crimetimepod.com. You can email us, crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, until next week, take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye.